ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, uh, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The best way to do that is by email, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us at sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. For those of you who are on Twitter, um, SF Diocese is our Twitter handle. Use the hashtag Ignition. Uh, for those of you who have listened to the show before, um, thank you for listening and thank you for listening again. Uh, but you may have noticed that we didn't have our standard introduction where Father Dickinson said, hi, I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. Uh, he's my regular co-host. He's not here because he is on retreat with uh, the bishop and his brother priests and the deacons of our diocese um, for, for, for this week as we're recording. So instead, in Father's Place, I have my—I said illustrious. They said last resort, regular guest co-hosts, whatever that means anyway. Uh, you did say last resort <laughs> last, last time. Resort. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I haven't introduced you yet, and you're oh, already talking over sorry. me. <laughs> Renee Leach. Hi, Renee. Hi, everybody. Kevin Miles. Hello. Hi, Kevin. Hi. So, <laughs> Great uh, to be here. <laughs> Kevin and Ray are my regular guest co-hosts. In other words, when Father's not here, usually I drag them into Last the studio. Last resort. Kicking and screaming, I think. Um I, I don't think I, I've ever said last resort. No, I think that's just I our... Think I, yeah. I, I, I think I, I talk about how old you guys are, but I never talk about <laughs> last hey, resort. Hey, here it comes. Oh, here See, it, it always... It, yeah. Fine. <laughs> right? I mean, I do. That's Yeah, I mean, we're getting we're old, getting there. but not last resort. I don't, I don't think I'd say that. That'd be mean. Why would I say that? I'm not mean. Well, see, he's not mean because he wants something from us. So. <laughs> what, <laughs> the once the recording's of, done. Yeah, once, yeah. <laughs> once the recording's done, he's the beginning us. of the episode. I can't. I, so, so what I want to talk about today is, is answering... Um, well, one, we're going to answer or give one answer to the question, what good is Christianity for me today? Um, I, I think, you know, the new evangelization, as we're recording this, um, Pope Francis is meeting with bishops from around the world in the Synod for uh, merit, the pastoral challenges to family in the context of evangelization. So the, about real life. Um, and I think a lot of people wonder, okay, so obviously the greatest good that our faith offers us is the possibility of eternal life, salvation, heaven, uh, being with God and all, and, and all the men and women and the angels and saints and so on uh, who are saved for eternity, which is the, the best thing. I mean, it has to be said. But at the same time, something that I try to remind people is that Jesus said that we might have life and have it abundantly beginning now. And, and I think for a lot of fellow Christians, including our, 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 our fellow Catholics, um, that's not always obvious. That's not self-evident that, that being Catholic, living our faith intentionally, following Jesus Christ as his disciple, uh, gives us abundant life now. Or, or maybe they, we, they, we've heard that idea, but what does that mean? Like what, what does the abundant life look like? What does my faith matter to me? What does living as a disciple of Christ matter to me today, now? 
Uh, and that's what I want to look at a, a little bit today. But I, I'm just curious. Just, we, we've talked about the, the specific direction we're going to go today. But that question in general, just your own experience, um, your own wondering that question or family members, friends, as they do you think I'm right that that's a question that either, either people ask or a difficulty that they have? I do. I think um, I think people forget they think that eternity begins when you die and, and right. there. But if you really think about it, our eternity with Christ has already begun. We are in it because we have been promised by God that he is with us right here, right now, in this moment. And so if we truly believe that and believe that he's going to guide us through everything, then the fullness of that knowledge and the joy of that knowledge, we should carry that with us in our day-to-day And what you, And what you're saying is, you know, it's, um, there's a lot of things blending in my head because we, we had this, we had conversations before we started recording and everything like that too. And it's talking about that purpose of being able to find that purpose today. And, and in our society today that we find that difficult of, of that purpose. Or and that, we'll talk about that. Go. Um, um, I believe it's, I, I believe it's accurate to say in our society that there is a lack of purpose being in, in that's not been found and, and our faith has been marginalized on the side about things. I think that's something that, you know, I was, for some reason, my kids came to mind when you were just talking and, and, and where do they find that? Right. You know, and where's the church at with them today? Where, right. you know, where, how are they, um, you know, you know, I got a 24 year old, uh, 20-year-old, an 18-year-old, this is where Chris starts looking at me and says, yeah, you are old, I told you. <laughs> and a 16-year-old, you know, um, where do they find the church bringing them to life today? And that's right. the challenge yes. that I see for them. And, and I'm I'm hoping they're searching this out. And that's exactly why I want to talk about this, because I think it's important for people to understand that the church does offer abundant life now so that you can say to your, you know, your children who are young adults and late teenagers now that the, this is not just about the greatest thing, pie in the sky when you die, but especially young people, even, but even even people our age, the, the three of us, I don't know how much, honestly, do, do you think about your death, your mortality much? I don't. Well, you keep reminding me how old I am, so I, I, know, just, you know, I, I just start thinking I actually thinking had about a conversation it. about planning my funeral today at lunch. Oh, I don't I know. You. <laughs> I just talked to my eye doctor about my blood pressure. He was saying it was up. So I was going, it's oh, no. the age difference, So maybe Chris. it is the age difference, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you so, I, but I guess it, I thought it, about it a couple times this week. It is a large age difference, <laughs> so, I know. Between. Not much. <laughs> not much. Well, but, you, you know... You, you, you guys probably know. I mean, I don't know which community, religious order. Maybe it's probably several do this. But I remember when I was studying uh, abroad in college in Austria, the place where we lived was, I think it used to be a Carthusian monastery back mm-hmm. in the day. And um, they would greet, the monks would greet each other when they pass each other during the day with the, in Latin, memento mori. Remember your death. Remember your death. No. Yeah. Um, so and that's how they greeted it. I mean, you think about well, that's a chipper greeting. Yeah, it but is. but remembering, you know, live every day as if you were about to die. Yeah. Oh, there's a line that I was somebody was. I, I think I said it to one of my children, or I can't remember how it came, but I I found myself repeating it just not too long ago, and I and I it came to mind. And it came to mind. I journal. I've journaled for thirty over thirty years, and. Uh, 
what I find, I put myself, I just remember, Kevin, you're dead a lot longer than you're alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. same kind of term, but I'm dead a lot longer than I'm alive. And what is my purpose right now and what I'm going after? And, and, and that's really what I've told the kids too. You know, always remember you're dead a lot longer than you're alive. So put things in perspective. And, oh, and I think that's so huge when you want, I mean, really, when you think about that, because our children, and we live in a world where um, you're considered successful if you are rich or have a lot of possessions or have power and not everybody is a millionaire right. and not mm, yep. everybody has a position of high power. So does that mean where they're at in life is they're, they're failing or subpar or... or you, and you can't be happy. And you can't be mm -hmm. happy because you don't have all these things. Right. This is what our society so, is telling yeah, us. Yes, so, and we talked about that a little bit before too. So um, on the one hand, not everybody's going to be those things. Exactly. Does that mean they're The majority happy? of us are not going to but be But even that. those who do achieve that, are they happy? Do they find happiness in those things? And... Uh, yeah, of course we. Of course, the answer is no, and yet that's still the ideal that that our society holds up, at least implicitly. I, I don't. I don't think there are many people um, in the, the 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 elites of our culture, the the power centers of our culture, who sit back and really think that money buys me happiness or buys me love. I think the more money we have, the more money we want. Right, but 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 it's still, so even though I don't think that's deliberate, that's still where we're at today, Correct. where that is held up as the pinnacle. Um, yeah. the, the, and the thing that we I mentioned before we started recording too, okay, so the specific direction that, that we're going today um, is looking at how living our faith brings us, can bring us, if, if we're intentional about our faith, brings us peace, passion, and purpose. How living our faith brings us those things, peace, passion, purpose, or there's no right order or wrong order. So Kevin's changing his notes as we speak. Yeah, because I put down passion, peace, <laughs> and, and purpose. And, and that is how I <laughs> have before. changing the order. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the last one, I, I, I point, I'm just struck by this. Again, I was telling you guys this before, the lack of purpose and the sense of larger purpose mm -hmm. in our society, which leads people to do all sorts of crazy things like join ISIS. Americans, Westerners, young adults, young adults who are raised in Britain, France, Minnesota, my home state, for goodness sake, are, are, are leaving what we have here in the first world, in Western civilization, where, again, we, we have more money than anybody else. We have more mm -hmm. possessions than anybody else. But they're not finding meaning and purpose for their lives. So they're becoming terrorists, which is crazy. And yet there's something there about they're not finding a larger purpose. Obviously, there's, that's gotten way twisted within their spirit somehow. But, right. but, 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 but many people have pointed out that, that in obviously less radical ways, that's, that's, that's true across the board. Young people in particular, um, who have grown up in this culture now, are not finding a sense of purpose in life. Because that's, that's, that's the, again, sort of the, the dominant view of the world, the dominant worldview is there is no larger meaning. It's, 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 do what you want, what gratifies you, and that's the meaning of life. And that does not work. It doesn't make you happy. No, it doesn't make you happy. On the other hand, Christianity says that living your faith will result in these things, passion, peace, and purpose. Okay, I've been talking a lot. So what are your thoughts well, you've on... You've been talking about, you know, and I shared this before, it's my, and I, if you, it's okay, my family motto. Yeah, oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, we talked about this a little bit before, but I've 
in growing up and as we were growing, uh, as I was growing up, it was all the Baltimore catechism, no love, serve God, you know, uh, your community, what we, what I, when I got married, I met Shannon, my wife, and then we started our life together. We kind of asked ourselves, what did we want to do in life? Cause you know, we were looking for jobs and we were looking for that passion, peace and purpose. And we saw it in the society today, but we decided, and we said, you know, our first obligation is to faith. You know, so so we really went back to no love, serve God, family, and community, and that's what we always, the two of us always, um, always shared with each other. What are we going to do? You know, so we went and did mission work in Mexico for a year. Then after that, we said, what are we going to do? I mean, we loved working for the church. Well, we go back to our motto: no love, serve God, family, and community. And so that led us to twenty three years working for the church. Um, and she's. You know, and she's a Catholic school teacher. It's, it's never been for the big dollars. Right. You know, so um, <laughs> even today I work for a nonprofit. But it's it's one of those things that it was always had to, ha- had to happen. As our family grew up, too, we added always with friendship, loyalty, and love. And to tell our children, you know, it's not how much you earn. It's not what's going on. If you just simply in your faith and in your life— is no love serve God, family, and community always with friendship, loyalty, and love. Things will work out for you, and you go. You'll find your purpose. You'll find your passion. You know, you'll you'll find peace in that. And and that's been now. Will they listen to it? Will they stick with them? That's you know, our society pulls and pushes and 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 bases you know bases everything in in just the uh, in what others think. Right. And, Absolutely. and I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if it's uh, being rich enough or popular enough or it's just always wondering what that other person is thinking. Yep. And not finding the, or you know. Or comparing themselves to what they think mm-hmm. is the life of somebody else. But I do that too. Sure you know, I, we, we still do. do that. I mean, so I, I never want to put that out there as, you know, is that, oh, it's that rest of society. It's, it's in me. That right. Yeah. Always, yeah. I'm always re-questioning myself. I'm always, that's why it's a family motto. It stands above our door as we walk out because I have to tell myself every day. It does? Yeah, it does. Oh, I never noticed it. We put it up finally. I, I finally oh. put it up and it's, it's above our door as you walk out of our house. <laughs> Thanks for looking so closely. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you should put it in neon lights. It's, it's in bright red. Black, it's in black. bright red. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, in fact, I gave it to every single one of the kids. This year, I framed it and gave it to all the kids, so they have it in their dorm rooms, they have it in their apartments, you know, so so they can remember and and they Kevin know it's a little A type, just uh, you, well, not, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Yeah, that's not true right. at all. <laughs> she likes to say well, she, that. Well, I just feeling like, well, I didn't do that for my kids. I kind of feel bad. <laughs> well, but you know, I've always told them too. We're t- I'm a, we're we parents are just tugboats. You know, we can we can only you have a brain. You know, and we tell, I've told groups before, Shannon and I, when we do talks on marriages and when we have children, he says, I realize also my children have ideas, have a mind, they make decisions on their own, and they sometimes will lie to me. And they will sometimes, you know, they will sometimes make, make decisions via even things that I tell them not to do. Right, right. And I find that I'm just a tugboat in this world. And the only thing we can do is nudge a little bit here and there and like a tugboat, but they're the ship. And they're steering their own ship. And so what do I do to help nudge and tug, be a good tugboat? And that's part of what I see. Because I think, and it's, it goes at the end of the days, at the end of all the, tra- tra- the, the, 
the issues that we have in life, you got to ask yourself, am I living my life with passion? Am I at peace? And, do, and am I living it to be a, for, on a purpose? What is that purpose? Right. You have to re-ask yourself that every single, every which, single day. Which to me, that's so I was, I was you, you tied it up very nicely. And that's what I was going to say. So the motto and encouraging your children, um, you and your wife, first of all, and then encouraging your children to always keep that motto in mind is a way of trying to do this, living your faith mm-hmm. so that you live with passion, peace, and purpose. What are mottos for? I have no idea. Mottos are for to get you to an end and to be able to look yeah, back. Yeah, but yours is getting really long. I mean, you keep adding I keep clauses. Adding to it. I so. think it's done. I think we're done now. Okay. Uh, I think, okay. you know, because the end of it will say, at the end of the day, it's really going to have I done it well, Lord. Right. You know, that'll be that'll be the last people saying, have I done it well, Lord? You know, and that'll be at my deathbed. <laughs> so, but, uh, but that's, I mean... Like I said about love, you know, I always feel love is really looking back and seeing what's been experienced. It's not just the 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 unique crush love that I have when I first meet someone. It's that lived experience of love that you've lived out, and then you find you see your purpose. Right. Yep. Renee, what do you think? Passion, peace, purpose. I think Kevin is pretty much. Oh, you have nothing to say. (laughs) I have nothing to add to that. Well, but you added something, though, too, that I think is a very strong question of that, and that was when the emptiness or the challenge or the crap of life gets involved, and where do you see it? Did I say something wrong? Never mind. (laughs) Well, I I guess my – I challenged Kevin a little bit, and it's it's easy to live your your passion and your purpose and with peace when life is going along – really well and it's easy and the and the road before you is very clear but what about these young all of us not just young kids but what about when we have those times in our life where it's hard mm-hmm. and and the purpose and and walking on that path is hard or the situations in our life is hard what is the anchor during you know during that time and i think sometimes that might be what the draw is for people when they're looking for their purpose and they're not finding it in society and they're drawn away to something that seems more organized and um, like ISIS or, or whatever. And unfortunately, what's, what's sad is that people of today don't realize that the anchor in, in the storm is, is our faith and the promises that we've been given. Mm-hmm. And that when we remember those promises, that God is with us um, yeah. through all of that, and that those situations um, can be used to strengthen us and give us grace to move forward. And that's that, that last point. So to me, so when we're, okay, so um, when we're experiencing pain, whether it's our own physical pain or emotional pain because of, of somebody else's physical pain, you know, whatever, whenever we experience pain, our society... A, a, a secular worldview has nothing to offer us in that moment. Exactly. Other than to try to stop the pain. But there are a lot of kinds of pain that we can't... You can't medicate. You can't medicate, exactly. Right. Yeah. We're, we're heavily self-medicating as a society, or trying to, but, but there are some types of pain that you can't medicate away. In any way. And, and, and I, I totally agree. People are looking for an answer and they're looking for an escape and they're looking for, they're looking for the answer of the why. And mm-hmm. I think what we really need to do is stop and turn to our faith and to God and say, what? 
What is the lesson in this? And because, because to, to me, and, and one way to, to, to make that point, you know, we can endure all sorts of discomfort and even pain when there's a larger purpose. So I think exactly. of athletes mm-hmm. or, 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 or dancers, you know, I mean, the pain that they are willing to endure as they go through their training and so on, I mean, that's, it's painful to get in shape Mm -hmm. or to make, put yourself in better shape, but they do it because it's serving a larger purpose. Our faith has something to offer us on exactly this point that we can take any pain we're going through and, and, and give it a purpose. It doesn't mean God desires. He, he doesn't re, he's, he's not, not a sadist. He doesn't rejoice in our pain, but he allows us to give it purpose because we know, especially, you know, just somebody uh, about a week ago was asking me about John Paul II's, uh, he wrote a document on um, uh, redemptive suffering. And how oh, and we li- can, and he lived his life and he lived him, it, yeah. and how we can join, we can join our suffering to Christ for the salvation of the world. Where where even our pain, the, the pain that we can't medicate away, can serve the good of the entire world. I have a quote that I want to just throw in here from a <clears throat> book that I'm reading. Um, the book is called uh, One Thousand Gifts" by Ann Voskamp, and um, she talks about. Um, Things that overcome suffering. And she, her quote in the book is, Darkness transfigures into light. Bad transfigures into good. Grief transfigures into grace. Empty transfigures into full. God wastes nothing. So what's, what about that strikes you? That there is a purpose for the pain. And there is a purpose for the darkness, and there's a purpose for the struggling, and that God is going to use that. He doesn't wish that on us, but that God is going to use all of that. God uses everything for the good of those that love him, and and that's in Ephesians. So that the trials of my life and the things that have brought me to my knees and the things that I didn't think I was going to be able to to live through, God uses that to make us stronger and to make us depend on him and lean on him and realize that we can't do this on our own, but we don't have to do right. it on our own. You know what else? What, as we're talking about this, the one thing that comes to mind is um, you have to have the desire or you have to have the, the push. The, uh, you have to have the energy to search to go after it. We talk about the, the, the young jihadists, or we talk about that they've given up because it's been easy to find the purpose, whatever they found right. in that, to go for it. Um, sometimes the certain, in the hard times, you know, you don't see it because you don't have the energy to search it out. But, but that, you don't have but that, well, you go ahead. You but go ahead. I think that's where we as fellow yes. Christians, we yes. have onus on that. We are responsible for sharing our Darn faith right. and reaching out to those around mm-hmm. us and lifting each other up because mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today if it wouldn't have been for the people that God had placed in my life to lift me through and, and that. And that's where I'm leading to. That's what I meant is, is you got to, you have to be there. You, you have to be the evangelist. You know, you, you have to, as a Catholic people, as, as people of our faith, to really bring, 
that passion and that peace and that purpose to people's lives is to live your life and you have to live it and you have to challenge it. You have to, yeah. You know, we go with it. As Catholics, we, we talk a lot about why I, I, I evangelize, I proclaim the faith by living it out. And and so I have challenged people on that. What does that mean? What does that look like? And this is an example of, I mean, (laughs) if we're living our faith intentionally, we should have passion, peace, and purpose. Mm -hmm. And especially the peace, I think too, you know, that's another thing in our world where there's a, People lack, we look for peace, but we're, Renee and I are talking about this morning, um, the the gospel reading from the daily readings at Mass earlier this week with Mary and Martha. Mm. And and Jesus said to to Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. And I think that's very much our society Mm -hmm. today. People lack, we, we yearn for that peace but we lack it. And again, if we live our, Jesus gives us, you know, if you pay attention to mass, if, if you pay attention to the gospels, the new Testament in general, there's the emphasis on receiving the peace of the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's also the importance of always being joyful in that. Right. Well, with, and, and that's, in yeah. all things, being yeah, yeah. joyful in all things. Mm-hmm. And that, that makes, that brings that a lot, that whole line is, just, you know, then if they find you joyful, then they're going to want to know why? what you know and why. Exactly. Yep. And that's, yeah. So I think that's you know that's that's a concrete way that we're called to to give witness to our faith in how we live through passion, through peace, through purpose. That's very good. <laughs> no, just, you roll. <laughs> we still have two minutes. I don't know. That's we like, two minutes. Like you kind of rolled it up there. <laughs> so, well, you didn't ask us an unanswerable question or you know, anything like that that I had to go with. So. No, that's so, great. So you have, you have nothing else to say, Kevin Miles. Oh, I'm, no, I'm going to write this never, down. Never. I will always have something to say, but it might not be on topic oh, right now. No, <laughs> so. Never mind then. But I do think, you know, that's, I mean, that's, we have to, this is how I think, and this is something to pray on. You know, this is something that I pray on. Am I, how evident are passion, peace, and purpose in my life? Mm-hmm. Not as much as I want them to be. I mean, I need. We all, but I think that's the point of this. We all need the reminders, and we all need each other to lift right. us up. God yeah. didn't intend for us to go through this life on our own. We were meant yeah. for community. And there's, right. and there's importance of finding the discipline in your life, you know, to find the time to bring yourself back and understand when you've fallen away from that passion purpose. But that's, that's, to me, but that's yeah. why what yeah. Renee was just saying, having yeah. somebody else, the accountability yeah. partner, you know, True. I mean, walking with somebody else that way is, is, is you know, a big part of that. So any, we've got about a minute to go. Any, 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 anything that you haven't said that you want to say, that you need to say on this topic? That we can finish in a minute. Yeah, you actually, yeah, have, so we divide that up, we have like 15 seconds left now at this rate. <laughs> Renee? Seek, my, my last thought would be to just seek joy. If you're looking for purpose, mm-hmm. seek joy. God puts it in every moment yeah. of your day. I always think it also is saying, become a psalmist, become the psalmist. Every once in a while we do cry out and in mm, despair and yes, anything like that, but yes. we always find joy and comfort in understanding okay. where God is at and what the gifts have been given. And give, give thanksgiving. Yeah, and in thanks. Be thankful. Yep. So I, yeah, I would say everything that what you both just said, I would completely agree with. And again, a point I had just made a video, make this part of your prayer. I mean, ask God to show you how to do it. Ask God to, yeah. to, to lead you how to live your life with passion. I've done that often. Peace <laughs> and purpose. Stop interrupting me. Okay, sorry. Okay, we're done now. <laughs> <laughs>
And that will wrap up, thankfully, this episode of Ignition. Um, again, email us at ignition. Uh, or you can tweet to us at sfdiocese using the hashtag uh, using the hashtag Ignition with any thoughts, questions, or topics for you, future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on media and then audio files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition podcast in the iTunes store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 3 on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.